Tuning in now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. Oh, did it again. We're on the wrong oh, side. side What's going on, yeah. Brandon? Like, I, I really, I rely on you. Oh, <laughs> where's the noise? <laughs> it's not, I know there's no noise with these. I, the <laughs> they took the noise out. <laughs> they took the noise out. Yeah, they're supposed to. Oh, yeah. oh, there we go. go. Just, you just weren't doing it right. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it's, uh, it's Christine's birthday today. So happy birthday, Yay, Christine. Happy birthday, me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Exciting. All right. Next. <laughs> okay. All right. Next. Well, so, I'm actually, I'm having an unbirthday party this weekend. So are you really an unbirthday party? <laughs> uh, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, I know. It's all we right. all, we have them every year. Yeah. yeah. Older and wiser. What can I say? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Well, so speaking of birthdays, Chuck E. Yes. Cheese has a brand new birthday party platform. So they've done a bunch of new things, including actually a new birthday show. So they have, you know, they have a whole new birthday show, like, you know, the, the actual characters, but then um, they've got a video show that plays. And what's cool about this is they've done, it's in English. It's also available in Spanish. But then you can see down here in the in the bottom right, this is actually a uh, like an ASL. So like they sign, and so and this is done by so Kids Bop. If you if you guys have kids, if any of you have kids, like we used to listen to Kids Bop music all the time because they sing all the the main pop songs, but they take out any expletives and it's a bunch of kids singing and everything else. And so um, so anyway, but this is uh, Kids Bop. Kids Savvy is her name. And she's a deaf performer, and she, you know, basically signs all of the uh, all of the songs that Kids Bops does. So, like Kids Bops is trying to be much more, um, you know, much more a um, what's the word I'm trying accessible. And so, uh, yeah. Cheese has done that as well, and they've actually done this with a you know in partnership as well with Kids Bops to produce this whole new Kids Bop uh, party uh, birthday song, Chuck E. Cheese branded birthday song for for them. In addition to that, they've also partnered with Evite. So now if you are booking a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party, you can go to Evite and there it's like the whole website is linked together and you can get access to 54 free Evite templates. And then 11 of them are actually exclusively branded for Chuck E. Cheese. So you know, instead of Chuck E. Cheese going and building a whole separate Evite invite system, you know, for your birthday parties, they said, well, like Evite's already got the best in class, like let's partner with them. And so they've done a really close partnership because frankly, most, most parents are sending invites through Evite anyway to their families. So yeah. now they might as well work closely with Chuck E. Cheese to do that. So that's all included now in a birthday party package is this Evite um, package as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Let's just make it as easy as possible for people the only thing that, you know, I was just thinking would be super cool to add on to that package. I don't know if you recall, but a couple months ago, we were talking about that system that had been developed for deaf people where you put on the suit over your body and there's wristbands and there's ankle things. And when the music plays, it vibrates different 
feelings. And so a deaf person can actually get more emotional feeling and connection with the music through the vibration of the vests and stuff. That would, that would be super cool. That would be really cool to see that, that happen there for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. And also I I wanted to show, uh, because I I know you've got some follow-up on Chuck E. Cheese as well. And, and I I meant to show this, but um, so this is also one of the best birthday party websites that I've, uh, I thought I was showing here. Let me pull it up. You were saying Um, that. This is one of the best birthday party pages that I've ever come across. So, you know, a lot of FECs and OBEs do a good job with the birthday parties, but like this promotion, this page to promote their birthday parties is incredible. So first of all, like this is exactly what you should see, right? Kids having fun, super well-produced. This is the other thing. So like for right now, for limited time, they've doubled the number that's called their ticket blaster. So the birthday kid gets to go in there and they've doubled the number of tickets that are in that birthday blaster that they can grab. Um, but then if you just scroll down, obviously quick call to action to book now, but they've done a very good job showing what every birthday party package includes. So it includes these things here, but then depending on their three different packages, they have some additional items as well. So bonus tickets, collectible cups, goodie bags, and then a pizza for adults, right? So the ultimate fun, like, yeah, okay, let's include the pizza for the adults as well. And then you can add on your exclusives and then I love this page here too, or this section, what to expect at your kid's birthday. Welcome the kid check, you know, just you know, birthday cake branded Chuck E. Cheese, like all of this really like well laid out. So there's no surprises, you know, exactly what to expect. And hopefully when you get in there, they've done a good job with their birthday party hosts. And, you know, it's actually the, the experience carries forward to the actual guest experience as well. But at least as far as their marketing is concerned, I thought that they do one of the best websites I've ever seen for what to expect at a birthday party. I'm, I'm beside myself. Is it because it's my birthday or is it like you're crushing on a website? How can this possibly be? <laughs> I know. This is impossible, is it? I don't I don't, I know. I, I like rarely just, I normally I'm like trashing websites and they've done a phenomenal job. And you know what? It's just because it's your birthday, Christine. I know. I know. I figured as much. Great. Cool. All <laughs> right. So speaking, speaking of birthday experiences. So when I was little and I went to Chuck E. Cheese or Bullwinkles or whatever it was, they always had these really cool animatronic shows. Right. And that was always part of the cool Chuck E. Cheese experience. Well, anyway, Animatronic shows are out. This new Chuck E. Cheese program is in. However, Chuck E. Cheese has done a really awesome job of actually honoring um, what they used to have in place. And they have uh, put this new their animatronic show into um, a location in Northridge, California, under a permanent residency there. Um, the other day, a grand opening party was held at the Northridge location. They even had Atari there. They had the founder, Nolan Bush, there. Uh, they had tons of giveaways and fun, cool things. But I just wanted to quickly show um, on the screen some of this, just for some of us to reminisce what it used to be like at a Chuck E. Cheese. And, you know, you got to go to a birthday party there and they'd sing to you. So anyway, let's just hear these guys talking for a sec. Thank you for coming to our press conference today. Many of you know us as Chuck E. Cheese and Munch's Make Believe Band. California, here we come, right back where we started from. Munch! (laughs) Well, Munch beat me to the punch, but it's true. We are going to be performing on a regular basis here in Northridge, California. That's in Los Angeles, California. Here at a great little venue that's perfect for a band like us. Okay, here. And I'm just going to jump to them singing so we can all just have a, you know, a little reminiscence of this. Uh, Here's one of our favorites. Hit it! We can feel the magic now that you're here. Together we'll make 
a good chance right here. When it comes to keeping the crew, they're much as make the beat bad, and we're gonna make you move. Now, what I what I would say is like the quality now the animatronics and even the music is definitely not what we experienced in the eighties, but uh, you know or the nineties growing up. But um, and, and I noticed, did you notice like Pasquale's? So like their their yes. um, yeah. you know their their ghost kitchen brand Pasquale's mm-hmm. is actually on there as well. So that was a that was a nice was. little change there. But I mean, super cool. Like the things that they could do, right? Like yeah, I don't know, great yeah. things for yeah. your birthday party. Well, so I grew up, I grew up going to showbiz pizza. So that was actually, we were doing a little bit of research before the show show. So, uh, Chuck E. Cheese was started in 1977, actually by Atari. And then they decided to sell it in 78 because they're Atari. And what do they know about running restaurants? So then Nolan Bushnell said, well, look, I'll go ahead and buy this from you. So he bought Chuck E. Cheese, the Chuck E. Cheese franchise from Atari and began to grow it. But then through a number of other things, this other company, this other brand split off from Chuck E. Cheese called Showbiz Pizza. And that's what I grew up remembering here in the Phoenix Valley. So we didn't have a Chuck E. Cheese for a long time. We had Showbiz Pizza. And so we had these really creepy characters as well singing like this was can you remember the mouse, but she was like in this little skirt and she was a cheerleader and cheering with like these really rough arms like this. It just went back What's, and forth. What's going and, on with her face there? Like that know, she got sunburned, it's way too much blush or something going yeah. on there. But, uh, um, but you know, it actually was cool because they had three different stages. It was called the rock mm-hmm. of fire explosion. There's one stage was like this hilly hillbilly band by Billy Bob. And there was this guy, like this weird alien that popped out of a trash can there was a rock fire explosion that was led by this gorilla. And then they had this little wolf in the bottom right corner that was like a ventriloquist. So he was like a little magician stage on the on the other side. So like three stages and they had three different acts. And anyway, I grew up going there and there's like old pictures of me, um, you know, with a, at a birthday party at Showbiz Pizza. So good memories. Cool to see that the animatronics are still going to live on in L.A. at least. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, be interesting to see if it really ever catches fire again. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I wonder how many people will go there because they're like, oh, we just got to go to the animatronic show. Like, you know, reliving uh, childhood memories. It's very interesting. I know and up here in Canada, we used to have the Rocky and Bullwinkle uh, show. And so it was Rocky and Bullwinkle you go to. But it was the same as the Chuck E. Cheese, just darker and dingier. (laughs) But same (laughs) animatronics. And, you know, the fun was always fun. Fun and pizza always to be had for everyone. So Yeah, Shuba's Pizza was pretty dark and dingy, too. So, I mean, like you think you've got a bunch of uh, a bunch of kids like climbing around. And anyway, like those places are always dark and dingy and nasty. But Chuck E. Cheese has done a good job, you know, readjusting their brand and everything else for sure. Chuck E. Cheese is just nailing it in so many different directions right now in so many ways. So yes, good job. Yeah, good job, Dave. Good job, Dave. All right. Speaking more about birthdays, (laughs) have you heard of the birthday paradox? I you you asked me those questions. Like, um, no, I I haven't heard about the birthday paradox. I told you about it half an hour ago. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm going to stop telling you things before the show, and then you'll just be surprised and be like, "No, what are you talking about?" (laughs) Um. Anyway, it's actually kind of a neat concept. So it's really it demonstrates how our intuition about probability can often be misleading. So the whole idea of this paradox now is now where's my I'm just going to pull up this little picture. Okay, so this is the birthday paradox. Um, the whole idea about it is that in a group of about 23 people, there's a 50% chance that two people will share the same birthday. Okay, which feels weird at first when you start thinking about it, because if there's 365 days in a year, how can only 23 people actually even accomplish that? Like the odds just seem so enormous. How could it be 50%? 
But this is why it happens. It's because um, you're not looking at specific birthdays. So you're not saying who has, who two people, what two people have a birthday party on July 1st. You're just looking in the combination of 23 people who shares a same birthday, not the same year, but the same birthday, right? Um, and in 23 people, there's actually 253 unique comparisons that can occur, which causes you to have that uh, probability of about 50%. Now, how it goes up, according to the science, the way it works is if you get to a group of 70 people, you have a 99.9% chance that two people will have the same identical birthday in that group, which I knew anyway, it's a fool. It's a kind of a funny game that our minds play because you're kind of like, how on earth can that even be possible? Right. <laughs> which hmm, odd. Anyway, um, you know, uh, if you guys want to check it out more, I found this really cool site. It's called pudding.cool. You can go there and you can search for the birthday uh, probability or the birthday paradox on there. And he does or he, she, they do a really cool example using your birthday and the most recent people that have actually come in to look at the site and they do this little random comparison and they explain how the probability and how the, how the whole effect works. Um but I, I just thought it was really neat. Um, and I just thought, you know, it really kind of explores how random events can overlap more often than we actually intuitively expect. So, yeah, yeah, super bizarre. And I, I don't even I have to, I'm excited to go and try it because I don't even know uh, how that's how that's possible, like statistically, like it's just remarkable, mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. So um, and next time I'm in a group of 23 people, I'm going to actually ask, I, hey, oh. you raise your hand if you're, you know, well, like call it your birthday and we'll find like if there are anybody who matches because there's, we have at least a 50% chance that somebody's going uh -huh. to. So uh -huh. um, that's super interesting. And next time I'm in a group of 70, I'm going to ask too. I don't know the next time I'm going to be in a group of 70 people. <laughs> this is how so, we're going to open up. Uh, yeah. The next speaking event. Okay. Everybody yeah. shout out your birthday. Let's do matches. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Let's just confirm this actually is Ooh, true. That might take a while. Hmm. Well, so as a follow-up from yesterday, so yesterday we talked about uh, Bonkers who added the Build-A-Bear franchise to like, well, and we're assuming it's a franchise or whatever. They, they added the Build-A-Bear attraction to their FEC. And uh, so it was interesting, Christine, then you were reading The Hustle and you came across yeah. this article that talked about how just basically Build-A-Bear is killing it right now. And like, so I'll pull up this, this graphic here, because I think this illustrates it really well. In 2012, they were basically in the hole and like going the wrong direction, like going down. And then they turned things around such that they are now profitable by $74 million in, in net income. And that's over the court that that's basically out of a $468 million in revenue last year. So this is you know, their most profitable year ever. They have about 500 global locations, but what's incredible about that is every single one of their locations was profitable last year. So that's insane. Like it doesn't matter where that location is, every single one was profitable. And across that, so a couple of other statistics, they drew over 50 million visitors last year and 80% of those visits were actually specifically planned to go to the Build-A-Bear as a destination. So this was not like I was walking through the shopping mall and I happened to see Build-A-Bear and my kids screamed and I went to go and get him a bear. Like it's like they specifically went to the shopping mall to go to Build-A-Bear, 80% of those 50 million visitors. So if you're a shopping mall, you better have a Build-A-Bear in your mall if you want people to walk in is, what, is the way that I'm looking at this. And like, what an amazing addition to add to an FEC. If sure. Build-A-Bear is such a strong attraction, uh, this is uh, definitely the, the way to go about doing it. Uh, and last little stat here uh, that 
well, I don't know if it's a stat, but it, like this month, Build-A-Bear is actually, they have a whole entertainment division they've now created and they're launching a Christmas movie. It's called Glisten and the Merry Mission because they've actually been uh, now a lot of their their own characters. They, they used to do a lot of IP and they still do. You know, they're working with other characters and, you know, designing Build-A-Bear that like match other characters. They have a lot of their own characters now that are gaining in popularity. And so now those characters are going to be in cartoons and now this Christmas movie and it's voiced by Dionne Warwick, Freddie Prince Jr. and Chevy Chase even. So these are not small actors, voice actors who are going to be doing a part of this movie. So I only imagine that the Build-A-Bear brand is going to get bigger and bigger going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like I know when like my daughter was younger, I'm sure we have about 12 Build-A-Bears. Like she had to get multiple ones with the multiple skins every single year. Right. But what's interesting to me is when I think about Build-A-Bear, they used to be very prominent in the malls around here. Um, but I don't even know where I would go to a Build-A-Bear up here. Like they're gone. They don't even exist. So I wonder if we'll start to see them coming back now, you know, with, uh, with this new update, or if they're just going to partner with different kind of um, organizations and put up like a, a piece of a Build-A-Bear inside of something else, like a Build-A-Bear inside of a bay or inside of a, a department store. Do you know what I mean? Or an FEC, like you'd, you'd said, right? Yeah. Whether they're standalone destinations or they're going into other places. Yeah. I imagine that they're going to go, you know, like Crayola has done, right? Crayola has recently really sought out licensing opportunities and franchise opportunities. They have their own Crayola experiences still, but now they're looking for other ways to drop in Crayola related trans, uh, attractions inside of other venues too. So mm-hmm. I imagine that Build-A-Bear is, is thinking and going down the same path. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, and I love how Lewis says here, I love how you get a birth certificate with each one. Me too. And you, you know, you go through that whole naming process and all that fun stuff, but, and, and the fact that you get to pick out what the heart and the scent is going to be like inside of your bear, it's this, it's actually, they personalize and they customize the experience for you. And this is what we're talking about now, personalized, customized experiences for everyone. So anyway, no wonder, no wonder their sales are increasing. Good job for them. Right. Yep. yep um, they're doing a great job. All right. Well, speaking of more birthday party stuff, <laughs> I feel like we're on a little bit of a birthday tangent today. Um, but is the birth is the business of birthdays going bankrupt? Is my question. So earlier this year, uh, Party City actually filed for bankruptcy, but they left their balloon subsidiary Anagram out of the filing. Now, Anagram is the part of the business or the, the business that is responsible for supplying like the helium balloons and like the streamers and that kind of stuff. Like that whole wall you see at Party City with all the balloons is caused from Anagram or comes from Anagram. Now, the two companies together own $25 million in IP licenses, which sounds nuts, but it completely makes sense, right? Because you want to go in and you want to get that, you know, whatever theme it is for your kid's birthday party, they're going to have to have tons of IP. Now, um, Party City is trying to cancel its balloon supply contract from Anagram as part of the restructuring. But the big problem is that 40% of Anagram sales come from Party City. So, I mean, if you can imagine, that's obviously, like you said earlier, that's a business killer. Of course it is. I mean, and Anagram's like struck out and they've got some other contracts with like party stores or uh, like dollar stores and Dollar Tree or whatever it is, which I would think would sell actually quite a bit of balloons in, you know, addition. Um, now the agreement to get out of is going to cost party city 40 million in termination fees, but we all know how that works in bankruptcy. Anagram is really not going to end up with much of that. Right. And so Anagram has now filed for bankruptcy. Um, and the idea is that Anagram would break off on their own and become, you know, their own company away from party city, which sounds awesome. The bondholders are excited and they're actually proposing an auction for this company and they're going to put it up for sale. So what's my point? (laughs) Well, my point is it's my birthday today and I really want to own a balloon company. So who's got a few million dollars kicking around and feels like investing with me? (laughs) 
<laughs> that was my pitch. <laughs> Are you going like, to go for it? Like, come on. <laughs> of, of all the, like, I'm trying to think if there, of all the companies that I, I would, would love to own, and I think of like the companies that are on the lowest list, it's a restaurant and it's a balloon company. So oh, wow. I, I don't think I'm going to. So I couldn't convince you. All right. No. Well, let me come back with some stats and I'll put my performance together for you. But uh, yeah, I, I maybe this, if I could I sell like good. a like a balloon subscription or something and like, you know, mm. I could get like recurring revenue and you could subscribe right. to my balloon subscription and you get fresh balloons every month you know, mailed to you or something with like a little canister gonna, of helium. Yeah, like flowers. We're going to see a personalized balloon. So we're going to take a picture of your face every month and send you a balloon with your face on it. There you go. <laughs> you can hand them out to other people. because right. you know, you can, It's the new business card. It's the new business card. Here you go. <laughs> so, so actually there's an interesting, um, you know, the whole idea of Party City going bankrupt. And, you know, I know we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but, um, you know, I wonder like this is purely conjecture and like is probably a long shot. Like there's, there's, there's 1700 reasons why a business can go bankrupt. And yes, I'm sure COVID had an impact there and everything else. But um, I have yes. to wonder, like, is it because also the number of people that have birthday parties at their home versus birthday parties, um, birthday parties at an FEC or, or some other venue like a Build-A-Bear or whatever, where you're going to go and do these birthday celebrations in places that already have this type of stuff. And yes, maybe it's not as personalized as what you would get at a party city, but like I, when I, if I'm going to host a, if I'm going to go to a hosted birthday party at, um, you know, in main events or something like that, well, like they already have all that stuff for me. They have balloons and they have the, the tableware and, and the napkins that say happy birthday on them. And so I'm just wondering, like, I think back to my kids, they didn't have, like, we probably had five birthday parties at our home total, like for each of them, or maybe in total across both of them um, versus going somewhere else for a birthday party where we actually needed to go to party center or, you know, party city to go and buy the stuff. And then last thing I'll say is if we did go and buy the stuff, it was probably bought on Amazon or a target or whatever. We didn't go to party city to go buy that stuff. So anyway, I just wonder if that's part of the decline. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, but I would argue with you that I, I don't know if that's really going to be the reason because, um, you know, when I had, when my FEC was up and running, I'd say 50% of the people would bring their own plates. And even though we offered our own custom plates and stuff, because they wanted a theme birthday party for their kid. And then a lot of people that couldn't afford to have their actual birthday party at our facility would still do the birthday party at home and have the cups and plates and do the pizza and the cake at home where it was all customized and then come in just for the attractions afterwards. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I think the argument that buying it off Amazon is easier, I would agree. But I feel like, don't you search Amazon and Party City stuff comes up in there? Or can't they, couldn't Party City sell through Amazon or something? I'm like, sure I Party think City could. But, you know, that that's going to all come around. Yeah, but, but like, if that's that's fine. But then then all the brick and mortar locations, like, then they have to transition to e-commerce. Like, sure. there's so many things that they need to do to solve for that issue. Um, and again, I'm not saying that that is the single factor as to why they went bankrupt, um, but I think it's a contributed factor for sure. I mean, 20 years ago, you always went to Party City for this stuff because one, Amazon didn't exist, or at least it didn't exist in its current form that we can get anything on there. And 20 years ago, FECs didn't exist the same way they do today. It was Showbiz Pizza or it was Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Like that was it. You didn't even have main events 20 years ago. You didn't have like, so like the, the, the things that have like the, the, the industry has changed significantly in how you celebrate birthdays. It was at parks and it was at your homes or it was, you know, that kind of thing versus now going to these places and even a 25% decline in people buying stuff for their home-based birthday parties is a big decline in, you know, when it comes to the U S related sales. So right. anyway, 
we could we could probably oh, debate this, argue this, more. this all day. <laughs> we're, we're pushing past uh, we're pushing yeah. past our time that we like to yeah. set here. So, all right, LBXers, this is CB and BW signing off, saying a very happy birthday for Christine. Thank you. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> 